0: Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio
1: experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today, we discuss about uh, storytelling and branding, how you can create your brand. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Megan Cunningham. How are you? Uh, it's
0: totally, I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It, it's it's great to be in conversation with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's more even pleasure for me. And, uh, you know, when I check out your LinkedIn profile, uh, I found, yeah, you have really, really good experience. Can you provide more about your experience uh, and uh, why you decided to take this topic?
0: Yes, I think that... Um, you know, the evolution of marketing has been increasingly strategic over the 20 years that Magnet Media has been in business. I founded the company in, in 2000, 2001. And uh, in that moment, you know, there was really um, digital, as as it's known today, was in its infancy. And storytelling was not something that brands felt that was it was their job to do, right? That was something that journalists did or or um, entertainment executives, but as a marketer at a brand, you didn't think it was your job to tell your story. You thought, okay, maybe I should create some talking points for my CEO who's speaking to the media, or um, we need um, some good advertisements, right? But over that time period, over the last two decades, what we've seen is that advertising in its traditional form has increasingly been skipped, blocked, avoided, due to all of the digital transformation that we know so well, and storytelling has been celebrated and searched for and shared socially. So brands are moving dollars from advertising to storytelling, and that's what we do at Magnet Media. We help them with that transition, um, and we use storytelling and data to drive measurable results
1: yeah great great okay uh, let's start from the basics uh, how to craft your story uh, for example um, um, i want to launch a new brand uh, and yeah create brand awareness uh, but i have no story you know <laughs> i just start from scratch i don't know uh, how i can uh, craft my story especially if i'm not sure about my product because i think that uh, uh, we need time to test it to ask uh, feedback and yeah improve a little bit Uh, can you provide your way how to uh, craft your story when you start from scratch i
0: mean i think there's a number of components to it but i would ask you questions as to um, why are you launching this product who are is it for how does it change their experience, make their life faster, easier, better. <laughs> um, and um, who's using it today? What are they using it for? Um, so all these questions sort of that, again, it would be very similar to a journalist or an academic who's studying something, those are the, the questions that we put at the foundation um, of a content strategy. And what we've found is that there's no one-size-fits-all. With advertising, you can do a Super Bowl commercial or one TV commercial over the years, right? And you say, okay, that's my advertising for the year. And maybe we'll do a little bit of, you know, uh, posting it on YouTube or things of this nature, right? We'll, we'll spread it up around on, on different platforms. Um, but it's a single story, and it's, and it's one thing. Um, storytelling is not like that. It's not like advertising. It is happening every day. People who are working on the product have stories. People who are um, coming up with competitive products <laughs> have stories, right? And so it's, you're, you're working in an ecosystem of story about your brand, about what it is that you're doing. And ultimately, you need to tap um, and navigate that ecosystem so that you can um, help generate awareness with your brand,
1: yeah, I got it. You know, um, uh, when I learned more about storytelling, I got it. Uh, even I remember the, the quote uh, that uh, you don't need to sell your products. You need to share your story. Can you uh, provide your insights about that? How, uh, if I want to pro- sell my products, but uh, how to sell my story by selling my products?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um... I think that there is a uh, component to marketing strategy that mm-hmm. storytelling where storytelling is involved at every stage, if that makes sense. So if you think about the, what's known as like the customer journey, right? There's mm-hmm. brand awareness at the top. This is, I, I never heard of this before and now I'm aware of it, right? So that's your goal is to make someone um, aware for the first time. That's at the top of the funnel, as they call it. And then in the middle of the funnel as the customer gets to see you more and more, now they are thinking, okay, maybe I consider this product. Maybe this is for me, right? So you go from awareness to consideration and then you come to purchase, right? And I, I'm, I'm oversimplifying. There are different different stages of the, of the customer journey depending on what you're selling. But generally speaking, that awareness to consideration to purchase is the journey that someone takes before they buy something. And along the way, they're doing research, they're seeing what do other people think about this product? Is it a good price? Is it going to be valuable? Is it going to solve my problem? Is it going to make my life better? Right, And along the way, all those opportunities um, are for the brand to answer those questions in a story-driven way. And the more that you answer the questions in a story instead of just facts and figures of, okay, this laptop that we're you know talking on is um, has a certain amount of megahertz and a certain size hard drive and you know all these things, those are just facts and figures. But if you can tell the story of like, wow, this laptop has changed my life. I can take it in my bag. It's so small and lightweight and it feels good and, and I can put it on my backpack and, and bike to work. And now, now you can start to envision as a customer... Um, oh, that would also make my life better. It's making Megan's life better. It would make my life better. So there's that human component to every um, brand storytelling effort um, that is often misunderstood and overlooked by people who are creating products. And I think that that's really our our opportunity um, is to craft that narrative and to put a strategy in place and then to tell the story in a very human way that gets distributed um, without friction.
1: Yeah, got it. I remember when uh, Tim Cook uh, uh, showed uh, new Apple Watch. He didn't uh, tell about benefits, about yeah. uh, features. He shared three stories Uh, how this Apple Watch can help others, how uh, they can decide their problems. Yeah, it's a good example. And I I often see when big brands don't uh, sell, you know, (laughs) they usually share stories. For example, when I check out a new BMW, I can see uh, how someone is driving this car, you know. I I don't know about these features, uh, but I see only this awesome car. And yeah, when people uh, are enjoying, relaxing the process, you know, to to, to take this car. (sighs) Okay, uh, you mentioned about sales funnel. How to create your sales funnel? Uh, For example, um, if I don't know uh, where to start, uh, my audience is uh, broad uh, and uh, I probably can sell to women, men, adults, kids. uh, And uh, how to create your buying persona and uh, to craft this sales funnel?
0: Yeah. When you're thinking about buying personas, that's really a sophisticated tool and an important tool to use in your brand storytelling. And I think that the key is really understanding that every brand has multiple personas, right? It's not just one. Even when there's one person who is purchasing the product, it's still many different factors or many different audiences that you may have as a business. So we were talking to um, a baby stroller company last week Mm -hmm. and she said, well, you know, we know our audience is you know, young moms and millennial moms and and you know, this is who we sell to. And I said, well, I said, are you sure about that? Because maybe it's, you know, you're getting your stroller as a luxury product. So maybe this is something where um, grandparents are buying for your sh- your customers shower, or you know the um, spouses, um, you know male or female are buying for that their mother, right, the, the soon to be mother, um, as part of a gift of you know um, celebrating um, the child's birth and, and at the shower, or maybe um, this is something where as a business you need to be thinking about your investor community as much as you're thinking about your customers or your employees as much as you're thinking about your customers and your investors. So there's different audiences within the buying persona. And one of the goals, I think, of a well-run content strategy is to identify what's the story that each of those audience segments needs to hear in order to advance their way down the funnel.
1: Yeah, valuable what it you know I, I wanna list your uh clients uh, that I found on uh LinkedIn Google Adobe chase IBM oh my god you know can yeah, you... yeah my, my, many others Blackrock YouTube can you tell me how do you find them how you to reach out to such big clients and cooperate with them, and how you can help them, I think they have uh, own marketers. Uh, what's the way of helping them to, yeah, to grow, for example? <laughs>
0: It's interesting, Anatoly, and I will say that, you know, the key to Magnet Media's success and to my success has always been our team. Our team, our team, our team. This is everything that has been <laughs> – I get to take the credit. They get to do the work, right? <laughs> but, but they, uh, they're they wonderful and talented, and I'm so fortunate to be, um, you know, uh, the face of this organization, but, I, but I'm certainly not doing this alone. Um, but I will say that the, the key in terms of our clients has been – We've used a strategy um, around focusing our efforts on areas of expertise where we feel like we have a lot of value to add. So, you know, again, we've been in business for 20 years. In the very mm-hmm. beginning, most brand marketers didn't think that storytelling was something that was their job, um, but technology companies knew that they were really excellent, world class at building things. But that their superpower was not in telling the story of why what they were building was going to be valuable to the world. That was not what they were best at. And even Google, when we started working with them, I still remember I would have meetings on Google campus and I would bump into, you know, a a social connection, a friend of mine who we weren't working with. And they'd say, oh, what are you doing here? You know, are you, you know, applying for a job or something? And I'd say, no, you know, we're, we're here to help the marketing team. And they'd say, Google has marketing? And they <laughs> would say, doesn't everybody already know about Google? <laughs> and it was the funniest conversation because I I, I was shocked. I'd say, you know, well, yes, and you also have engineers and you also have, you know, salespeople and all these things. But I don't think that they, hmm. that a lot of, you know, engineering-driven dr- organizations initially, even in Silicon Valley, knew that they needed to market. And then once they did, they said, oh, well, that's not something that we do. We're, we're a tech company. We, you know, build technology. We... Um, you know, scale technology, we Mm -hmm. iterate and improve upon technology, we optimize technology, but we don't do storytelling. And so it took a long time for a lot of those organizations to really develop a a sophisticated uh, marketing organization. And and now, I mean, at Google, Lorraine has been there from the very beginning, and she's done a phenomenal job at building a global team um, that is, you know, world-class throughout the Alphabet universe, but still within each of those teams, Waymo or YouTube, or, you know, different facets of Google, they still are looking for help in helping to tell their story. They need to do customer stories. They need to do podcasts, right? We do a lot of different types of work for Google, virtual and hybrid events, right? They're a global company. They need to connect people. Um, And in all of those, they need assistance because it's very difficult to tell your own story, right? It is something where you live it, you breathe it, it's in your day-to-day life, Um, but it's hard to come up with the right words and the right emotional power and the right visuals to tell the story that you're already in it because you're inside that story. Um, So if someone else comes in as a storyteller, can help share, show a mirror to what it is that you're doing in a beautiful and and compelling and emotionally exciting way, that's the job that we have.
1: Yeah, valuable. You mentioned a few times about uh, emotions. Uh, Can you tell how to add emotions to your story? Uh, That means we need to, uh, I think that we have different formats. Yes, text-based, video format. Uh, And yeah, provide more insights about uh, emotion, how to, uh, I don't know, to make more emotions in your story.
0: You know, it's interesting. There's no one size fits all when it comes to storytelling in general, and especially when it comes to telling emotional stories. But I will say that often when you are in conversation with someone, asking them to share a personal story is often the most powerful way to get to an emotional place. So if I asked you today, right, what, what, what inspired you to start this podcast? Why, why do you do this work? This is a lot of work to reach out to guests like me and to record it and edit it. And people's plans change and they're, you know, not respectful and you still have to, you know, work hard and make, make, uh, you know, flexible, um, plans and, and create space and time in your life to, to put this podcast together. And then you have to publish it and promote it. It's a lot of work. Why, why, what inspired you to do this podcast?
1: Uh, I can reply that uh, I don't focus on uh, hard work. I pay attention to process. You know, if you enjoy the process, uh, it's not hard work. You know, it's just uh, relaxing, you know. And for example, uh, I don't provide editing. I have a team. I can delegate all uh, this difficult, hard job to them. I just, uh, you know, uh, everything what I've done, just uh, to talk to you, that's it, you know, <laughs> nothing else. And uh, um, yeah, I'm grateful to have a good team as well. And um, they uh, do this, all this technical stuff, that's yeah. it, you know, <laughs> and I can go ahead. And for me, it's more important process because I'm not sure that uh, you can go ahead if you work hard. Um, if you uh, love the process, you can wake up in the morning and start working. Uh, you can go to the bed and finish your uh, job. Uh, and it's not a job, you know. It's hobby. You know. It's uh, the way where you can go. It's uh, relaxing. You know. You can. Uh, I can do it on Sunday, on Saturday. For me, it doesn't matter uh, the time. I can, if I have, uh, I don't know, if I can sleep, I can uh, keep working hard. And uh, I remember when uh, I chased money uh, in my second business, uh, I failed. I um, failed the ukrainian revolution destroyed this business today I'm so happy you now to have this event because mm-hmm. uh you know because uh, that was a uh, good uh, hard time for me when uh, uh I think that uh, I loved Friday I hated monday but uh, when I overcame all these obstacles uh, I got it happiness is more important than anything else mm-hmm. and uh, I do this podcast because of the process I, and I don't create content I just learn from experts like you you know no, uh, I love to talk to them, they provide a lot of insights and yeah, it's the way of learning. Yeah, it's, uh, If I can get a, a result with that, yeah, that's cool. You know, that means I can kill two birds with one stone. It's my mm-hmm. way.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, see, so now look what just happened in the last few minutes. Before I ask you that question. Right, I was. We were talking, and we were having an exchange. And I see the beautiful plants behind you, and you look so professional with your microphone. And I have some sense of who you are and what this is about. But when you just shared your story, it opened up a whole other world. And I understand your history and what motivates you, and your passion and your commitment. And I feel something. And so I think that's when you when you ask, like, what does it take to create emotion? I think that that is the key is to really, you know, ask personal questions and 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 ask why right why is someone mm-hmm. doing something i think that is always a a rich answer um if someone's you know open to being um honest with you they they will often create a, an emotional response
1: yeah good yeah, yeah you did it <laughs> you've done a good job <laughs> okay let's talk a little bit more about marketing because i think that um, my audience loves to learn uh, about marketing. Uh, can you provide uh, how to, uh, I think um, Google or uh, Adobe, uh, they hire experts uh, because they want to get something new and unique. Uh, generic marketing doesn't work. Yeah? Uh, how to uh, provide this uniqueness? How to find this key uh, the, uh, to personalize the message or uh, to provide the way they d- don't know?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of dimensions to every storytelling effort. And I think it depends on sort of where the brand or product is in its life cycle. Um, so, you know, like a company like Adobe, for example, you know, with Photoshop, um, you know, that product has been around for many, many years, but what they saw was at one point that their audience was starting to really age out. Right. And so the, the younger generation didn't have as much of a, um, a connection to that product and that young photographers were using their phone. They were using free products. They had all kinds of, um, alternative tools. Whereas, you know, my generation and older artists would see Photoshop as, you know, like a fork and spoon at a meal. Like you had it at every, you know, (laughs) every engagement, every time I take a photo, I open up Photoshop to improve it. Um, and so it was, um, table stakes I would say for older generation and, and really, um, irrelevant to younger generations. Um, And so we did a effort around Adobe Youth Voices where we celebrated um, the work and the creative work that young people were doing. Um, And the stories were extraordinary. They had identified, I think 100 different um, youth that were um, telling stories in their community We did many, many phone interviews with many, many young people. And our director found Brandon, who had been working in Harlem um, with a documentary group, the Maisel's Documentary Center. Um, And he was using Adobe Photoshop and Premiere and all these products um, to fight bullying in his own high school. And his story, talk about a personal story, he had been bullied. And his best friend actually ended up committing suicide tragically due to bullying. And so it was very, very personal for him. And his mother um, was, you know, crying when we were talking to her about the, the experience that her son had had. Um, but this experience of making a documentary really transformed his whole world um, He was you know really seen um, as someone who was sort of an um, ostracized figure in his high school and his community and then when he made this film and he partnered with you know experts around bullying and all the damage that was create it was creating to mental health in his school um, he was seen as a hero. In the high school and it was it was just this one piece of work that he was able to express himself and tell this story and move people um and it changed his entire life so i think that was really an interesting um uh example and and something that i'm again i'm very proud of that we got a chance to do
1: yeah good interesting okay uh you know um once i uh watch uh that uh, uh beef simon Sinek and he shared uh, eight stories yeah. But he didn't uh, share his stories. Yeah. He shared uh, stories from others. Can you provide uh, your insights about that? For example, if uh, I'm not feeling that my story is um, good enough, you know, to, uh, or I can't uh, uh, unite with my products, uh, can I share uh, stories from other brands, from similar products, and how to do it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of it. It's, I'm going to give you a short answer to a complicated question, but I think the place to start is to really, again, be self reflective and answer the question that Simon, Simon Sinek has encouraged mm-hmm. marketers to do, which is answer the question why, right? Why is it that you're producing this product? Why does the world need it? Why so that, right? So this, the syntax is for Magnet Media, our mission is to tell stories that matter so that we live in a more empathetic world. And I think that it's the why so that that helps um, brands to really identify and articulate. And you may have to workshop this with other people on your team or your customers and really get down to the understanding of specifically what is it that's uniquely possible because you've created this product or service um, that wasn't possible in the world before. Why, why, why? Right. Um, And I think once you open your mind up to that, um, you know, you can, there's many, many possibilities um, that can hang off of that mission um, and stories, stories come from it.
1: Yeah, I'm good. At it. Okay, uh, let's talk uh, about places where I can submit my story. For example, uh, if I have my website, I can submit uh, on the page about me or about us, about company. Uh, what about other places? Uh, where I can add my story. Uh, For example, um, I can see that uh, um, it's hard to submit my story to product pages or category pages because, uh, uh, I don't know, I have descriptions, benefits, but uh, not story. Uh, But if we unite with uh, the mission, uh, for example, don't sell products, sell your story, how I can submit my story to product pages?
0: I'm not sure. I totally understand the question. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Uh, for example, um, uh, I can share my story uh, on the pro- uh, on page about me or about yeah. company. Yeah. Uh, but uh, with the quote, uh, uh, don't sell products. Share story. That yeah. means I uh, can I submit my story to the product pages. For example, if I sell products there or a category. Um, yeah, a catalog of the uh, products. Uh, yeah, provide your insights about that. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So you're asking about the distribution of the story? Yes. Got it. Yeah. I mean, I think I feel like that's one of the key questions that strategically brands need to answer. And I know we're almost up at time. So I will just say, I think that all of the social media platforms could be valuable mm-hmm. to distribute your story, but also email um, you know, uh, supporting um, uh, your story through live experiences, if that's a, an avenue that's available to you, I think that that's very, very powerful. So thinking through the distribution of the story is something that, again, would, would need to be done with data um, and informing uh, your decisions, because you can be anywhere in today's world, but mm-hmm. you can't be everywhere. And so I think that this is something where it's making um, smart choices about where you show up and how you show up is, is key. Um, but I'm I'm sorry. I know that we're up at time, but I I'm so grateful for um, you including me in your in your show, Anatoly. Thank you so much, and thank you to your your whole team for for inviting me on
1: okay thanks Megan yeah yeah and just the last question how people can find you learn more about you reach out to you
0: yes please come to magnetmediafilms.com and i'm available on linkedin at megan cunningham and and on um twitter or or instagram but but linkedin is probably the most common place where people find me um and thank you again for having me i really enjoyed our conversation
1: me too thanks a lot yeah have a nice time okay (laughs) Bye bye bye
0: bye thank you